Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Empire. When the outdoor games shut down, gaming came to the rescue. We saw that there was a lot of organic development of this this type of um, activity from our different affiliates. So we have over 200 affiliates globally, worldwide, um, running hundreds of thousands of events a year. So you can imagine that they're tapped into the same consumer technologies that we all are. That's Priyanka Nandi, Chief Information and Technology Officer for Special Olympics, where inclusivity is being showcased on the modern gaming streams. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein. The pandemic has been difficult on all families, but the shutdown of so many activities over the last year and a half has been particularly hard on families with children who have special needs. If you're like me, the gaming unit of choice in my house, the PS5, has been working on overdrive ever since. The popularity of gaming is undeniable. And for Special Olympics, it presented a unique opportunity in their mission of inclusivity. Our guests this week are Priyanka Nandi, the Chief Information and Technology Officer for Special Olympics, and Jen Panatoni, who is the head of Xbox Social Impact Microsoft, as they have teamed up to build an inclusive esports event with the inaugural Gaming for Inclusion esports tournament that will take place this month. Thank you both for joining us. Thanks for having us, Bram. Uh, Priyanka, uh, Priyanka, let me start with you. What was the genesis of this event? How did this get started? Actually, this started back in 2020. So we were basically realizing with COVID that our operations globally had to be shut down for the safety and health of our athletes. You can imagine we are an in-person organization. It's all about sports and playing them on the field, being able to build inclusivity with unified partners and our athletes together face-to-face. That's that's what we do. Um, But understanding that we couldn't meet in public and we had to no longer have these events, it was really about how do we use digital and digital technologies and all these platforms that we have many of our supporters already and potentially new supporters uh, congregating to start making connections with athletes um, online. And that's when we launched an event in 2020 with Microsoft to start bringing together uh, our athletes and start looking at esports as a way to keep us connected during this period of time. And so that was very successful. It ended up being an award-winning event. We received a, a 2020 Xbox virtual gaming event happened. The Microsoft corporate uh, community was involved. There's an impact award that was uh, that was received. And with that, uh, we decided let's take this a step further and, and go with this completely virtual online event um, moving forward. And Jen, give me the point of view from Microsoft and Xbox about teaming up with Special Olympics. You know, at Xbox, we believe that gaming is for everyone and play is a fundamental human need for everyone. We want to make sure people feel that they're included and then they're welcome and that they belong. 
And we built on a lot of the learnings and successes that we had with the 2018 USA Games um, for the Xbox Esports Tournament that we did there uh, for Special Olympics. And when Special Olympics reached out in 2020 and they mentioned, hey, you know, our our physical events are being canceled. We like to find ways to keep our athletes connected. How do we do it? You know, we we had we came together as a team and said, hey, we did this physical event in 2018. Let's see what we can do for a digital event in 2020. And it was such an amazing event. It was just great to see the the reception, the amount of people that participated. Um, and so when 2020 or 2021 happened, we decided, you know what, let's let's start gaming for inclusion and special olympics of course was all in and we're just excited to see that this is another way to reach athletes where they want to be met and you know further drive home that esports and gaming are an inclusive place um priyanka let me go um, let me talk to you about esports just for a moment in general um did it become a priority for special olympics to have as events and options for your athletes pre-COVID or did the pandemic kind of exacerbate options for you? I think digitizing and virtual experiences was something we were considering pre, pre-COVID for sure. And I think the early examples that Jen just pointed to in our 2018 USA Games event, which was actually in person, was starting to bridge those worlds of, you know, where could we, where could we look at those in-person events, incorporate esports there, um, but also incorporate other types of uh, virtual experiences for athletes. So we're talking about online uh, practice. We're talking about coaches speaking directly to their athletes using video, all those kinds of capabilities, which are brand new for us. Um, like I said, we were working primarily with, with groups and teams and individuals on a field. How would we ex- extend what our coaches do and what our volunteers do and what our leaders do? using virtual technology. Um, so that was something we were already working with. Um, bring it in and holistically into the esports world, that's where we really teamed up with the, the experts at Microsoft to do that. Um, but there's lots of other uh, modalities that we're looking at for, for incorporating virtual into our, our, our programming. Um, your athletes, your parents, um, you know, obviously in everybody's household who have children, and I have young children too, gaming has become just a, a massive part of their just general lifestyle. Um, were you hearing from your athletes and your parents that they wanted more gaming and esports to be part of Special Olympics? Yeah, that's a great question. So what we we saw that there was a lot of organic development of this this type of um, activity from our different affiliates. So we have over 200 affiliates globally, worldwide, um, running hundreds of thousands of events a year. So you can imagine that they're tapped into the same consumer technologies that we all are, right? They're gaming, they're using fitness and wearable devices. So those are just other examples of ways that we are saying, okay, um, you know, these digital capabilities are, capabilities are out there. We have small pilots being done already in different states, and they're bringing together their athletes already. So how do we make this kind of more of a holistic approach for the entire movement and work with large partners like Microsoft to expand this um, worldwide? So this is our first attempt with the setup of this event to bring in our international uh, athletes for the first time, kind of holistically in this, this event. So it's really just expanding on those capabilities and using the platforms that Microsoft helps uh, helps develop to do that. And Jen, how, from your point of view, how have you all viewed the games and all of the different products that you have as inclusive as possible? I mean, inclusion is a huge 
it's a huge belief for us. You know, we strive to make Xbox an incredibly inclusive platform with a diff- many different um, avenues for the Special Olympics esports uh, program. It's important to us to make sure that people know that they can belong in esports and that they can compete in esports. It really um, it lowered the barrier to entry because you know, having been a lifelong gamer, if you had told me 10 years ago that competitive video games would be a thing, I would have <laughs> lost my mind, right? <laughs> and um, now that we have competitive esports, we want to make sure that everyone feels like they do belong and that they can do it. And so to have a partner like Special Olympics who came to us and said, hey, we have all these athletes who want to who want a game, we said, you know what, we think we can make that happen. I mean, you're talking to someone who played Tecmo Bowl and Atari. So the idea of having a competitive landscape for this stuff is ridiculous to me. But but here we are. Um, Priyanka, I want to talk to you a little bit about the mission just for a moment um, and how esports kind of fits in to those ideals. Um, You know, I think some of the magic of Special Olympics is you get to see the athletes literally complete the, you know, the athletic accomplishments. And it sends this message of inclusivity. Um, in esports, I think the platform is a little bit different. And so how do you try to go about profiling your athletes so people see them accomplish these feats? Yeah, I think that's, that's where we're using social media to our benefit. Um, what we're really thinking about is having a multi-day tournament where we're really going to be using all of our social tools at specialolympics.org uh, or at Special Olympics on all of our social channels plus our website to really um, amplify the participation. We have over 190 athletes who are going to be competing in this event. We're going to be streaming some of the the actual competition live with some of our um, celebrity partners who are joining. So it's really going to create uh, a view of watching somebody compete and get excited and be part of this with somebody who doesn't have ID. So you have an ID athlete, you have a non-ID athlete competing together. And that's that message. We're all here to play, as uh, Jen said, and we can all do that together. And we, this space can be just as inclusive as any other, you know, live space can be, just like we do on the field. So that's the translation, really, I think, that that will come through. And I think the gaming community is definitely prepared and open to be more inclusive. I think, you know, it, it is a very, you know, can be a geeky, wonky group of, uh, of, of people who really get into gaming. But we, we know that there are lots of types of players out there. Um, we have the, 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 the ones who, you know, really get into these games and want to be competitive and the ones that we just want to play casually. And that's another group that we'd want to, we want to invite. So, you know, all things being equal, I think this is just a, a great place to bring together the world, um, between our teams. All right. Since you said you're, you're the self-admitted gamer here. You want to talk about the community yeah. aspect of it and, and how they are going to open their arms to all of these different types of events. Well, I think it's it's really fascinating. If you look at the streaming services for gamers in general, so the Twitches, the Discords, those types of platforms, you start to see where um, people are really interested in watching other people play. And different play styles, um, you know, are, are, are very attractive. And you can have these kind of social influencers and celebrities that come through this ecosystem. And if you have somebody who's advocating for a cause like inclusivity, and they have millions of followers, that's a huge platform for us. And why should we not think about somebody who has, who has vetted through the community, through the great content and, and gaming that they do, as somebody who's also advocating for, for a cause like Special Olympics or any other cause that, that speaks to them. Um, so this is, again, a, a trend that I've seen with the gaming community, where they really do have leaders within their space that are advocating for well-known brands and organizations. Um, and I've seen a lot of uh, amazing fundraising and even engagement come out of those those events. So 
so I think we're just, again, borrowing the best practice that we've seen already kind of generated out there across a lot of the streaming platforms that, that, that people are on. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I think you're kind of soft selling a little bit. I mean, to, to say that people are interested in watching it is a real understatement here. And I, I, I know you know that because there's just massive amounts of audiences and stream options. So I would assume if Special Olympics were, and I'm, I'm asking you, Jen, at least to start with, if, if you're looking for a niche area within a very crowded but vibrant space in getting your product across and watched and viewed, have you kind of come to where best practices are to try to get through the noise of all the different Twitch streams, YouTube streams, et cetera? For the partnership with Special Olympics, we're happy to you know open up our own channels as well. Priyanka had mentioned that Special Olympics is using their social, all their different marketing channels. Us the same, even at the Microsoft level, because this is so important to us. So we you know, we'll have it on our Twitch channel, which has a very large viewership. We'll have it on our social channels, really driving home of, hey, if you want to join us in this celebration, watch. Or there are other ways for people to get involved, too. You know, as a head of social impact, just doing um, the team's scope is very broad. And so we have ways for people to even participate in donating. So if you have Microsoft Rewards, which you can get points playing games, searching on Bing, et cetera, you can actually donate those points into donations to Special Olympics who can then take that to further their mission. And so it's a way for the gaming community to really come together and not just, you know, it's not just about Xbox. It's about the gaming community at large and the Xbox player community coming together with us to celebrate these athletes and celebrate esports becoming more accessible and more inclusive. So we may, we're happy to to be doing and partnering with Special Olympics on such vital, important work. Priyanka, can you can you talk about that for a moment? Um, you guys have had clearly a lot of impact in getting your traditional athletic events noticed. And in this case, this is a little bit different in a different space. How are you kind of viewing um, maximizing the amount of attention that you're hoping to garner from events like this? I think this is our first foray into doing something of this scale and size. So we're really going to see how how this uh, how successful we are together. I'm confident that Microsoft has given us all of the data and the other things that we need to make sure that when we when we do these types of events in the future, that we have uh, the right baseline and the lessons learned from this experience. So that's how I'm kind of seeing this inaugural event. Um, I think for digitizing our movement broadly and thinking about all the audiences that we're trying to reach through a variety of digital means. Um, again, the gaming community is one of those. And um, that also includes, you know, the casual gaming community. So it goes, it can just extend well beyond those hardcore esports watchers to, to, to much more people 
the more we get this message out here. Like this is another place that we are. We're in esports. We're also in traditional sports. We're also in schools. We're also in the medical community. Yeah. Um, and I think we're just looking for ways to use digital in as many of those appropriate manners that we can and making sure we have great partners like Microsoft ushering us through, through those uh, through those networks. Um, I'll let you both go just on a general question about the last year and a half in these unprecedented times. Um, Jen, for you, um, could you kind of describe from the esports and Xbox point of view, what the last year and a half has been as you've thought through how to engage with maybe new audiences or engage with your old audiences as things had been shut down? You know, gaming has a really unique ability to bring people together and to entertain people, to inspire people. As Priyanka mentioned, people are doing fundraising for causes that are important to them while gaming. And, you know, to bring people together and connect. As a personal example, gaming has been my way to keep connected with my friends um, since we've been staying home, staying safe. We, you know, I still have the ability to, to maintain uh, uh, partnerships and, like, relationships with my friends while we game. And so it's been, it's been an interesting last year, I guess, as we all, as we're all very aware. It's just been really interesting to see the reception to gaming and players really stepping up to the plate and saying, hey, I have a way to, to drive impact. I have a way to bring some positivity. I have a way to stay connected. So it's been really great to see the gaming community and players really step up to that plate. And Priyanka, from the viewpoint of Special Olympics, um, look, obviously a lot of live events had to be canceled because of the pandemic. And you know, anyone like myself with children knows it's been a struggle to get them socialized over the last year and a half. How have you kind of viewed navigating this really unusual time? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think what we've had to do is pivot, like I said, to a lot of um, video-based engagement. So this would have been everything from having fitness challenges that you can do from home, that you do with other people, like on a platform like Zoom, and you're watching everyone doing a, a, a virtual fitness class, to doing just a, a step tracking challenge that you can just count the numbers of steps you're doing. Um, having socially distant workouts, even we've, we've managed to do that in different cases. So it's really been about thinking about how do we do what we do um, on the field, but provide access to seeing that and connecting with your coach and connecting to other athletes using virtual tools. That's been the biggest way that we've been able to pivot um, engagement and not make, making sure that we're keeping tabs on our athletes while they feel isolated during this time. And we do know that we've been surveying our athletes and how, and their current, um, level of isolation and are they getting to reach out to their teammates and to their coaches and, and their um, social groups. And we're finding that, you know, many of them are struggling just like the rest of us. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to do is really um, empower our, our affiliates and our programs to, to offer these types of challenges and fitness events virtually whenever can, we can. And if they have the opportunity in their communities where things are opening up, that we give them the protocols to do that safely. Um, you know, when the time comes. Uh, so that's, that's how we've been able to pivot. And in many cases, some of our major events we've had to postpone to a later date when it is safe to, to have more people in person. The Gaming for Inclusion experience is going to take place September 12th through the 18th. Jen Panatoni is the head of Xbox Social Impact and Microsoft. Priyanka Nandi is the Chief Information and Technology Officer for Special Olympics. Thank you both for joining us. Thank you. Thank you, Brad.
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. On the next Future Sport Podcast, understanding eligibility in the collegiate ranks is way more complicated than changing name, image, and likeness laws. When you work with enough students, you start seeing patterns. And one pattern that became really abundantly clear was a real lack of understanding about really the complicated uh, and well, complicated rules and requirements to be academically eligible to play in sport, whether that's NCAA, NAIA rules, and what consequently what happened was many students that we had currently worked with were, you know, falling into these, uh, you know, black holes of academic ineligibility. And once that occurred, it was pretty difficult to dig them out. That's Kim Michelson. She and co-founder of Honest Game, Joyce Anderson, discussed their mission to help student athletes understand how to navigate the remarkably complicated world of NCAA eligibility. That will do it for this episode. As always, the future is now. This is the Future Sport Podcast. I'm Bram Weinstein.